Good morning, and thank you for tuning in today's podcast. We are going to be talking about how to leverage reverse mortgages for the purpose of purchasing your dream home and preparing for retirement with Chuck Isola from Guaranteed Rate. Thanks, Greg, for having me on again. It's uh, it's great to be with you and all of your listeners. Likewise. You know, we Reverse, reverse mortgage is a great product to provide additional cash flow and lifestyle upgrades in retirement, helping the retiree to live the life that they've always dreamed of. Very nice. And, you know, people have a lot of questions about reverse mortgages or misconceptions. So um, I definitely wanted to bring you in and kind of clear those up and, and give people options on how to use it. Yeah. So. Let's start, but let's talk about the demographics of the age po- aging population who's creating more and more demand for reverse mortgage every day. You know, beginning in 2011, 10,000 baby boomers began turning 65 every day. And this trend's going to continue until 2030 when all baby boomers will be at least 65 years of age. Wow. Yeah, and currently the number of Americans 65 and older is just over 55 million. And those numbers are expected to swell to 92 million by 2060. So this is a product that uh, more and more um, people are going to be turning to. And we want to talk about today um, using a reverse mortgage to purchase a home. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously the, the biggest challenge for people is they want to look at something, get inspired, and then they're going to look for financial options, how to make it happen. So, you know, how would they use this to get a purchase? So many older adults are hesitant to purchase a new home if it means taking on required monthly mortgage payments or depleting most of their retirement nest egg. Well, the reverse mortgage for purchase allows people 62 and older to purchase a new home without the monthly mortgage payment. They can also benefit from increased purchasing power, and they're even able to keep more money um, for retirement. And those are all amazing options. I I think that you know people would actually benefit from an example like I think we were talking about um, if they were to have a specific piece of property, they sell it and they use that as a down payment. Can you kind of elaborate on that uh, option? Yeah, what what they could do is if you have existing equity in your home and maybe you own your house outright, but you're looking to um, downsize uh, from a two-story to maybe a single-story home, or maybe you're living in a condo now and you want to upgrade and uh, purchase a a single-story, single-family residence, or maybe you want to relocate, be closer to family, Whatever the reasons is that a, a reverse mortgage can definitely help you with that. And so if you sell your house um, to buy a new home, you can use the proceeds from the sale of your house as your down payment. And then you, the reverse mortgage can provide the additional funds needed to uh, fulfill the purchase price. And maybe you'll have some funds left over after you, use the, uh, after you purchase the home. Um, and the great thing about it is that you'll have no monthly mortgage payments required for that reverse mortgage. And that's actually a really good um, topic just because some of our clients, they're looking for additional options because of rates and challenge and things like that. And um, we'll bring in somebody from title to kind of talk about the tax transfers and, and how that looks. But 
I think this is a great uh, topic for people on how they can use this to as another avenue to purchase a new home. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's the other thing I want to touch on is there's a lot of myths about and misconceptions about reverse mortgage mm-hmm. that I just want to put on the table right now. Yeah. Um, like the, one, I, I hear that people think that if I get a reverse mortgage, the bank's going to take my home. Oh, but, yeah. But that's, that's not true. Uh, the borrower retains the title and the bank does not get the house unless a, a what we call a default event occurs. So you're required, there's no mortgage payment, but you are required to make your um, property tax payments twice a year and also your annual uh, insur- hazard insurance payments need to be made. And then also keep the um, any re- necessary uh, repairs um, on the property done to keep the, the house in good order. Yeah, I mean, it's just like any product. If you properly use it and leverage it, it does work. It just sometimes, um, you know, people don't follow those guidelines and then it becomes where the property slides in equity because there's deferred maintenance or problems that would decline the value. Yeah, so, you know, for for people that, you know, we'll make sure that you have enough funds available in your normal cash flow to make those um, ob- property obligations and keep up with that. But um, you won't have to make any mortgage payments and the bank will not take your house. So number two, another myth that I hear is that uh, you can owe more than the house is worth at some point. Um, so the fact is that when the loan becomes due, the homeowner does not owe more than the home's value. Any remaining equity beyond the loan balance belongs to the estate. Heirs may retain the home by paying the lesser of the loan balance or 95% of the appraised value of the home. So there's always going to be a minimal amount of equity left for your heirs. And and that's kind of a concern for people because they'll say, oh gosh, we're going to use all of this equity and then there's going to be nothing, either a bill or nothing. And that that sounds like a... Yeah, that's just not the case. Yeah. And then uh, another myth that I hear is that you might have to move. Uh, so the fact is that some mistakenly be- believe that once the money is used up, the loan is due. Actually, the loan is in effect as long as the uh, participant uses the home as a primary residence and doesn't def- default on the loan. That's it. You could, you could live until you're 120 years old or 130 years old um, and still live in the house. Wow. As long as you use it as primary residence and keep up with the, those payments we talked about. Nice. Yeah. And then finally, you know, the, the fourth myth that I hear is that monthly payments will eventually be required. And the fact is that you're not required to make a, a payment on the principal or, or interest until the last participant dies, moves, or sells the property. You can make monthly payments if you desire, and borrowers may pay taxes, fees, and insurance while maintaining the home. They must pay uh, taxes, fees, and insurance while maintaining the home and is using it as a primary residence or the loan will be need to be repaid. Got it. And those are all good li- guidelines to to share with the, the listeners so they kind of know how the contract works. Mm-hmm. What about, um, you know, if they're going to use this reverse for a purchase, um, do you have some information on how that would would work? We kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. Yeah, generally, um, 
the home equity conversion mortgage, which is a term for a reverse mortgage, or um, you might hear the acronym HECM, allows adults age 62 and older to purchase a new primary residence using loan proceeds from the reverse mortgage along with a one-time equity contribution from the borrower. Okay. And that kind of segues into like who's eligible for the program, right? Yeah. So um, to be eligible, you have to be 62 years of age or older. You have to be a U.S. citizen or a lawful uh, permanent resident alien. You must occupy the property as your primary residence and take occupancy within 60 days. There is some counseling that you have to go through when you're going through the um, reverse mortgage loan process. And then finally, you have to maintain the obligations, which I have already mentioned, homeowners insurance and property taxes. Yeah, and obviously that, simple as that. Th- that counseling is just to ensure that you fully understand what you're engaging in. That's right. And then, so how, uh, what, what are some of the things that they would look for when they apply for a uh, reverse mortgage? Yeah, you know, um, when you apply for a reverse mortgage, the qualifications are not as tough as applying for a normal mortgage. When there's, you know, they, they look at everything to make sure that you can make principal and interest payments and all of um, your other required payments. And, but, well, what they're gonna look at are two things your willingness and your capacity to um, timely meet the financial obligations of the home with a reverse mortgage. So, to break that down, willingness includes they're gonna look at your credit uh, payment history. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at your your taxes and insurance payment history if you own, own your home today and also um, look at your mortgage payment history. And then if you don't own a home today and you're looking to purchase um, with a reverse mortgage, they're going to look at your rent payment history. So they always want to see that there's an expectation, there's a history of meeting your obligations and that the obligations going forward on the property are going to be met. That's going to, again, be the property taxes and insurance. Yeah. And then the capacity, they want to make sure that you have the cash flow um, to meet those obligations. So when they're going to look at your income and your assets, they're going to look at your ongoing expenses. They're going to look at your at the, the property and utility charges of the new home. And then ultimately they're going to look at, okay, well, what's left over after all those expenses? They call it residual income. Got it. Um, so, but again... We don't have to look at expected mortgage payments because there's no payments required. So it's easier to qualify. Different criteria, obviously. So it's a lot easier to qualify. And then um, there's no payments on that portion. What um, properties are actually going to be eligible for these type of programs? Um, that The eligible properties will include new or existing single family homes. Okay. New or existing two to four unit homes. That that creates a whole nother scenario of benefit. Um, condominiums uh, or single unit approval condom, condominiums. Um, and this, by the way, this uh, reverse mortgage is an FHA loan. And that would mean that it's a primary residence only. So primary residence only. If you have those two units, you can actually purchase one, live in one, and then collect rent. That's correct. And then that's an additional source of income. That's, that's amazing. Right. That's right. No, that's awesome. 
Um, and then also you can purchase a manufactured home that meets FHA standards. And to clarify, those are the ones that are attached to the land and part of that value, not a leased um, property. Like um, Typical in a mobile home. Yeah. In a mobile home park. Yeah. Got it. And then, um, you know, how much can they actually um, take out of this product uh, if they have that kind of equity in their home? Well, typically, um, I'm seeing that, that in t- today you can get about 35 to 55% of the purchase price or value of the home as a reverse mortgage. And it really, that, that percentage depends upon one, your age, and also depends upon where interest rates are at. But based on today's interest rates, it, it'll range between 35 to 55%. Um, but everybody's situation is going to be different. So that's where a, a consultation would be in order to figure out what you I was just going to say that I think it's a good idea to contact Chuck see what kind of information will actually apply to your situation he has a wealth of knowledge and he's available for consultations for free um, if you have any other questions outside of after you get financing secured and want to look into different properties I'd be more than happy to help anyone um, thank you again for tuning in today and thank you Chuck for you know, giving us all this information. Um, we're going to have Kim on, um, I think Tuesday or Monday, she's going to come in and talk about how to organize and pack all of your things, um, to downsize or move from your current residence. Well, thank you, Greg. It's always a pleasure to be here. All right. We'll tune in next time, guys. Thank you.